Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown here with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. And this is State of Atlanta. Welcome back, dude. Yeah, man. He just couldn't wait to get that first sip in, huh? You were like, open. Daddy needs his juice. (laughs) My first, well, I don't say my first beer of the day. It's not my first beer of the day. My second. My first Bud Light of the day. I had a couple beers at uh at lunch today. The weather was so nice. I went out, sat on a patio, had some beers, had a burger. It was great. Did you go to um Woods Chapel? Uh no, no. I went I, I was in the office, so I went to there. Oh, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. They've got good burgers. Excellent. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And they had beer at the office? No, no, no. There. There. Oh god. Oh, there. Yes. There. Gotcha. It's gotcha. like their pub or their something. I don't know. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, so we were. I don't know. We were. We were really close to having a really fun conversation tonight about uh, the NCAA tournament game with uh, Georgia State going up against Gonzaga, but just couldn't play a full forty minutes of basketball. It seems like. Well, I mean, a lot, a lot happened there, right? I mean, I won't, I won't say it's not our fault, but a lot, a lot happened there. Yeah, it, well, part of it was just we the exact same team that has been we've watched all season long showed up. You have this amazing steal that just blindsides them, and you can't take the easy layup. Wide open lane, <laughs> just nobody. He left everybody in the dust, and still, I mean, and you saw him hang his head. I mean, you know, he's gonna be thinking about that shot for the rest of his life. Well, I mean, like you know, we were so you and I went to the Jersey watch party at. Torched hop, and it was a pretty good turnout. I thought, I thought for a four o'clock on a, a Thursday, I think it was a pretty good turnout. And yeah, they, that's great. They, the very first basket, or I, I forget what happened first. Either it was a basket or a steal or something, and the place just blew up. And you're like, "Are we going to be doing this for every single shot?" And I'm like, "Yeah, pretty much." Kind of did, yeah. I mean, for a while at least. And then I think the, once, know, once it started getting away from us, we sort of died down quite a bit. Started settling those tabs up and everything, but no, that that steal, the, the first steal of the game happened. Like the place just erupts and goes down court, goes to that lays up, it bounces right out, right out of the basket, and like everybody just kind of goes, eh, "It's just we're used to it. It's just yeah, it's what it is. Normal, normal, normal." <laughs> we got a but lot was, of we got a lot of chances. We just didn't capitalize on them, and that's sort of where <clears throat> I get to. Is you know we have the injury. Sosame and um, yeah, he didn't even have... get to a full 10 minutes of game time. I know. Eight, I, I didn't realize eight, how eight, early eight it was. Minutes. I went back and I looked at it. I was like, holy crap. It was like six minutes in or something. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was that early as well. I thought it was closer to half when he went yeah. down, like, you know, a good 15 or 16 minutes into the game. But no, it was yeah. before 10 minutes hit. Oh, yeah. And obviously losing him. But I mean, we still kind of stayed in that game for another 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> even though we couldn't shoot for anything. So but, yeah, I mean, like, like there, there's so many like ifs, ands, or buts, you know, types of this game. If LAL doesn't not go down, if we actually make some shots, you know, if we could stay out of foul trouble, that game could have been completely different. Like, I mean, not just a win; it could have been like a a very decisive win against Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, the refs were really happy to call fouls on us. I think, and they were they were definitely not going both ways. They had a favorite. They had they had their marching orders. You know, Gonzaga was supposed to keep on moving, but like, really, I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna blame them. It, if our shooting was where it should be, we we could have we could have won that game. Yeah, there's only out of those three things, only one thing you can control. You can't control injuries, and you can't control what the right. refs do, but you can control how well you shoot the ball. And, and it would have been enough. 
It really would have. There were mm-hmm. so many just ins and out of the baskets that just uh, it was so frustrating. But we hung around there. I think even was it uh, 12 minutes uh, into the second half, we were still tied with them. Yep. And then just, uh, uh, you know, at that point, you know, once you start losing multiple people to fouls and, you know, injury and you're just being, you know, run up and down that court, you just lose your energy. And so the, the score looks so lopsided, which is frustrating. I think that's actually the most frustrating part about it. As you look at the scorebooks later on, and people, people are like, oh, yeah. So and as even some uh, announcer said, you know, Gonzaga cruised over Georgia State. I'm like, no, they you didn't. did not watch this game if you said that Gonzaga uh, cruised over the Panthers. That just I'm surprised wasn't they the won the next game, honestly. But uh, they got they got the ever living hell scared out of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, they should have from us, but with all the other stuff, you know, it was a lot less less scary for them. Yeah, um, Julian's Julian yeah, says not bothered by the loss. Team played well, shooting horribly. Zags the top seed, and their size was our downfall. I agree, Julian. I'm not upset. I think I even posted in like our group chat afterwards that I've never been so happy about losing a game. Like, you know, I, I felt really good about the team and the program. Like, they, they put it, they're, they're all into it, all their effort into it. Mm-hmm. It's just, this actually goes back to how we talked about the seating was so horrible. Like, it was not a, a real objective seating for Georgia State. They, you know, put us in where they did. Had we been playing probably any other one seed, who knows what happens? If we'd been playing a, a two seed as a 15, who knows what happens, but you know, you got to play the game, play them on the way to the game anyway. Right. So you got to play. Yeah, I know. So are you, are you going to be actually like rooting for Gonzaga the rest of the tournament? No, I'm not going to pay attention to this rest of the tournament. <laughs> Come on. You got to beat your chest and say, Hey, you know, if, if we would have beaten them, we could have beaten everybody else. They beat. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I, I, sure. Sure. I, I hope they win the rest of them, but you know, it's fine. Uh, before Elio yeah. went down or, at halftime or at any point in the second where we like, we starting to think that, you know, we could really, we could do this. We could pull this off. Like how, how long did it take before you started realizing this ain't happening? Mm, it was probably like midway through the second half where they started kind of pulling away. Uh, our one, like another big saving grace is porn stash. He can draw a foul, but like he cannot shoot a free throw. <laughs> they were missing life. so many free throws. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. They had a lot of opportunities because they were calling a lot of fouls and uh, they weren't making any of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was one thing we really got lucky. That's where the ball did bounce our way is they were missing their free throws. We gave uh-huh. we, we were for a team that was having guys foul out. They were not capitalizing on the, on the points on that. Right. So yeah, you're right. That That is one area where we were uh, lucky. I, I don't know if I ever felt like we were going to win the game. I, I was really enjoying it. Uh, when Elio went down, I was like, there's no way we can last, but we did for a few more, I mean, for several more minutes. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. Him going down was pretty, pretty, pretty bad. And and you could tell the way that he went down and the way he came off the court, like he wasn't coming back. Uh-huh. That was, that was a pretty bad injury. I actually was worried it was an ACL just because of the way, like it, it's like it, it came out of nowhere. Like you see people, right. they'll just run and then all of a sudden they just crumple. But I mean, yeah, we knew he had the bad knee. knee. Problem. Yeah. We knew we had the bad mm-hmm. knee and, yeah. uh, like one game too many this season he had to play i guess yeah pretty much <laughs> had a few more after that though so and and you remember like it it does feel like this team really changed once he got on the court in this in the season he seems to be the factor that really just turned the whole team around cuz shooting never really got all that much better like we we've been bad at shooting all season right 
right? So, yeah, but he, but but not he was a big difference. Yeah, and you know, obviously, he brings his physicalness to the game. You know, both on both sides of the court, but the energy he brings on the on the court and on the sidelines is just so much. Like we've said it time and time again, he's the heart and soul of the team. You, you yeah. know, once once he goes down, once he's out, you just you lose a lot of that. But you know, even when we were losing, he was on the sideline when he was injured. He was. Standing up, shouting, screaming, hooting, and hollering. Maybe he, maybe his knee would have been better if he would have sat down more on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta like, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel like especially bad for him because I mean, he, he was out there cheering, but you gotta feel like just terrible. That you can't be out on the court if you're him, and you like got us there pretty much. And I don't know. It just, it, it seems like it really sucked. So. And that was his it. That was it. He was a senior. He's done. I was wondering. That's what, that was my next question. So I'm glad you. Yeah, did. actually, that leads into the what I was going to talk about next was like you know what we can expect out of the next season. You know, we lose uh, four seniors plus Nelson Phillips are gone. So uh, the rising seniors right now, unless you pull in somebody that's uh, from the transfer portal, which I'm sure we will do, uh, but as far as seniors that are on the team now, Jalen Thomas and Kalik Brooks, those are your two you know big names at this point. Uh, it's going to be for the first time ever. It's going to be 100% Coach Lanier's team. This is all will be all recruits that he got. Nobody from the uh, Coach Hunter era. Well, that's good. And and honestly, I remember I. Remember when I was criti- critical of the team? I was you, saying you you were critical of this program. I know, with, with, I know. It's really this, it's hard to believe this <laughs> season you were critical. <laughs> but what I was saying though, Lanier, it, this third season is a critical one for him, and I was I was ready to say you know you can give up on him if if this is how it keeps going. So and and I honestly thought that's how it was going to keep going. Uh, well, you know, we, I think we signed he's earned that, himself that, a couple more years probably. Well, we we signed him to that contract extension uh, last April. Yeah, I think anybody he, he earned that. Um, he he subsequently earned that. Yes, the second <laughs> half of his season, he he certainly earned that. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. And then you know, on top of you know, coming back with uh, losing all those seniors and having this whole new team, you're coming back also into the new convocation center. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so you know, there's gonna be expectations are gonna be high. You don't open up a new arena, and we don't we don't want to have another Tennessee State Tigers. Like we did with Center Park Stadium, they come we in here. And we, we just don't open well, though. That's what gets me. We just don't start our seasons well. Ron Hunter never did. It seems like Lanier doesn't ever do it. Like we just start cold. It's all that rust, man. They gotta I figure that be. out. They gotta figure out the rust. Well, well you know, there's a uh, there's 300 other teams out there that have to knock the rust off too. Uh, they they seem to find a better way of doing it than we exactly, do. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's they also use the gel. Hey, they, yeah, yeah, the team has to gel together. Yeah, they get the gel, and then they get like the rustoleum, and they're they're good to go. They're good to go. We just got to get it early. We that's the new sponsorship ideas for Georgia State basketball is like uh, rustoleum and I don't know some kind of gel. We should send Lanier like a care package that's just like <laughs> just rustoleum and and gel hair gel. I don't I, I don't know what kind of gel you're talking about, but yeah, let's keep it very very just hair gel hair, hair gel gel yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just be like, here you go. We need the team to gel early and knock right, the rust right. off like now. Knock the rust. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah so send him the, the care package right now. <laughs> <laughs> For next season. We got to start knocking it off now. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Julian's kind of on, on the same thing that I'm talking about. Jewish U uh, going to hit the portal hard. Definitely need to beef up the out of conference schedule. Would love to play UAB in Chattanooga. Yeah, absolutely. Um, UAB and Chattanooga are two teams that make sense to be on the schedule uh, every year. I want to play UAB in every sport every season. Really? Yeah, why not? I don't know. We're I close. didn't know that about you. 
<laughs> really? Are you, are you joking now? Are you being serious? Yeah, I've, I've said this. I've said this ever since we started doing the podcast. I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware. I've been around. <laughs> For those uh, of you, it just makes too much sense to play UAB. It's too short of a drive against a a, a team that's in a perceived better conference. Totally uh, agree. That we should be playing them all the time. We we have that the the basketball sorry the football like four game series or something coming up starting in a couple of years. But yeah. it needs it needs to be all sports. Like you know, we we were playing the trash down south in all sports even before we had football uh, pretty regularly. Uh, there makes there's no reason why we shouldn't be doing the same thing with a school that's even closer to us than than Statesboro. But I guess they have to want that as well. That's uh, true. <clears throat> to talk about scheduling, that's been a big topic on Panther Talk this week. Is you know we play these ga- these non division one teams begin the season. And we blow them out ninety something to twenty four or whatever, and it just does absolutely nothing to help us come the end of the season. And if anything, it really just hurts us when they start looking at strength of schedule. And as fun as it is to see these big, huge blowouts, I'm kind of on the same page. I'd rather see a competitive game against a team that people kind of care about. You know, we play that one school, that Carver Bible College school, that literally has sixty students enrolled in the school, and we're yeah. and we're and we're paying them with in pizza to come play us in basketball. Like that makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and you, we, we get back to what I was saying where like, it doesn't seem like our team is very good early on, but maybe that's because we're playing like these exhibition games where like you get some false confidence against players that just aren't that good. And maybe that hurts us in the long run. I've got no problem doing like that one exhibition game, one exhibition game to kind of start off the season, just to kind of knock the rust off and get, get kind of fans going for it. But I don't think there's any reason we should be playing more than one. And it should be the very first game of the season. Yeah. Which I, th- I think that's what the intention is with tech coming in this next year. It's just we'll, to beat the snot we'll, out of them. Like, it'll be an, well, it'll be an exhibition game. We'll have, we'll have an exhibition game, but it won't be considered the first game in the stadium in the arena convocation yeah. center, whatever, whatever we're calling it. Uh, mm-hmm. It will be that, that Georgia tech game will be the first one. Yeah. Officially. Yeah. Uh, Matthew talks about, uh, I liked Coach Hunter's uh, Conference USA heavy out of conference schedule. Yeah. That was good when Conference USA wasn't as crappy as it is now. Yikes. <laughs> We're going to pull in Jacksonville State. They're close. Play them in, in basketball. I Actually, like they Jacksonville made the, State. I'm good. They, they made the tournament, even though they didn't win their conference. Oh, that's, I mean, shoot, that's better than we've ever done. Oh, no, it wasn't because uh, they had they were uh, good or anything. It was because oh. the team that actually won the conference uh, was a Division II startup, and they were not eligible for postseason play. Oh, God. So, and this is the funny part about it. That's so terrible. That, so that school made it to the conference <laughs> championship game, and so they, but they weren't eligible. So if they lost the conference championship game, then whoever won the or sorry if they won the conference championship the game that the team that lost to them you would think that would be the team that would go to the, the tournament representing whatever stupid conference they're in no it went down to the third place team <laughs> jeez and that was jacksonville state and that's how jacksonville state got into the 2022 ncaa tournament nice i'd take it we i would i would be like if that was us I'd, i would be really excited anyway i'd be like nothing like that ever nothing good like cha-ching. that ever happens to us it, w- it wouldn't happen yeah, we're the we're the ones who you know transition in and then <laughs> don't make it. <laughs> well, yeah, or it would, that would be an established rule that's happened every single year. Every time, anytime the situations ever happen, they've always followed that same logic. And then when I, when we hit, happens to us, they just change the rule that year. So the, that's right. Correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're calling this the um, F Georgia State rule. Yeah, <laughs> F the state of Georgia rule. I'm not even going to make it exclusive to Georgia that's State. A, hey. <laughs> We're going to have a good last call today, huh? By the way, speaking of uh, Atlanta sports. 
Oh my God! That if it cannot be any more depressing to be an Atlanta sports fan, yeah, it's been gotten really rough over the past week. That's for sure. I I I, I have uh, I've teared up. I've choked up a couple of times over the past seven days. Nice for sure. But I uh, figured yeah, that's last call, right? You didn't have that on the agenda for this. I did not even write it down at all. No. That all right. Well, we got to talk. We got to talk about it. But last call seems like the appropriate place. Yeah, it makes more sense. Uh, we don't know what our schedule is going to be, obviously, yet for the basketball team. It's Obviously, super early for that, but we do know that Georgia Tech will be there. Yep, probably the first official game in the state in the new Convocation Center, and then uh, you keep saying that. So you think there's going to be like an NAIA or a D two or D three game before Georgia Tech? Yeah, probably, probably that that pizza party team. I don't think so. I don't. I, I think they'll open. I think we're opening with Georgia Tech. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I I expect a an exhibition game. Those aren't really exhibition games are they there's there's always one one or two games we have a season that has the exh in parentheses next to the team to start off and uh, i don't know uh, that might actually okay so that doesn't count against our strength of schedule at all if i wouldn't that. think so yeah, i wouldn't yeah, think yeah. so still i just uh I, I think a christening should be grand you know not an exhibition yeah i i i like the idea of having a team to play against before we start the season but i also we should play like, in the sports arena as, as that's what i was gonna say we should play in the sports arena and actually make our very first game be in in the new convocation center which we got to yeah. find a name for that just like the new convocation center is going to be a it's a, it's a mouthful well, are they Dave, looking for branding they are looking for branding they do want to yeah. get a uh, sponsor i guess so i'll sponsor for that yeah, cool. I mean, good. Maybe the, the next uh, sponsor won't get arrested for felonies like the following year. Well, that was just the field. <laughs> that wasn't the entire uh, ballpark. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, Center Park is not in trouble. That's true. Uh, so we got uh, Georgia Tech come in. We know that uh, Richmond and Rhode Island are the only two other teams we have an idea besides, obviously, conference schedule coming in. And but, you know, Richmond was also get. in the tournament, right? Richmond? Yeah, I believe yeah. they were in the tournament. Yeah, didn't they make it to the Sweet 16? Or am I, did I pull that out of my ass? I have no idea. I just knew they were in there. I remember I remember having to pick in that game. I don't know where they are. And I'm pretty sure I picked them to win their game because I was like, yeah, they beat us. They beat, we, that's, that's like the, we lost to them. Did we lose to them or was that one of the... Um, the, the the COVID games. It was Rhode Island was a COVID game. Richmond's the one that just beat the snot out of us because like half the team didn't travel or something, right? Something. I'm not sure, man. Yeah, yeah. you're asking the wrong guy. I know. I know. We if really need some here. Right we're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to send the invitation this week. Um, <laughs> oh shit. You know, we we've complained about the quality of teams we've gotten in the into the sports arena. I'm already calling it Convocation Center. I went and, went straight to Convocation Center instead of Sports Arena. We complained about the teams we got to play here at home that they just weren't compelling, and that's one of the reasons why fans didn't come out because they didn't want to go to the sports arena. They definitely didn't want to go to the sports arena to see schools they've never really heard of or care about. With this new place, that that should not be an excuse anymore. You're in Atlanta. You've got this nice new facility. The bigger programs should want to come play us, right? Uh, you hope so, but I, I don't know what drives, um, teams to want to play. I think we do a lot of guesswork to try to figure it out. And I think we're wrong a lot. So I have no idea. I know that our winning percentage at the sports arena has been kind of, you know, scary for some of the programs. They don't want to, you know, travel down for a, a loss, but you know, you got to schedule teams that are confident in themselves, not teams that are expecting to go on the road for a loss. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's those, are the teams, those are the teams you want to, you want to have come play, right? Yeah. Definitely. Sorry, I was looking at Jul- Julian. Uh, yeah, he did, confirmed. Did confirm that Richmond beat the snot out of us. So. Yeah, he beat the snot. They beat the snot out of us. But 
we uh we were down we didn't send some of the players we didn't play the full squad up in that game well, obviously we didn't play uh sosame but I, I think that's a game where we didn't send the entire team up there i could be wrong on that yeah i don't know man he'll correct us <laughs> after after the 10 or 15 second delay that we have from the uh, yeah it's not good. should we just wait should we just, <laughs> should we just, should we just go to the uh everybody just, all right do a waterfall let's finish our beer until julian responds with uh what happened in that game uh he'll never respond because he'll yeah, think yeah. it's funny <laughs> and do you well, have another yeah, one primed up are you ready like yeah well i got one on deck i got one in yeah, the hole, well uh, as they my say on, my on deck is a little uh i'm a little more hardcore so uh, well i mean I, I obviously have my my vodka here as well yeah so that was a little shout out to mac too by the way that's one of his uh collectible glasses ah there you go yeah, yeah. uh no so talk about the schedule I mean, obviously we don't know anything but i i am expecting i'm hoping to get a much better schedule this year than, than we've seen in prior georgia state uh years and I tossed this out kind of as a joke on Panther Talk, and I got direct text messages from Ben afterwards. I suggested that we should talk to Coach Hunter about getting Tulane to come up here and play, do a little home and home. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the the LOLs and the eye roll emojis and everything else that he, I just my phone was blown up from him saying that this will absolutely never happen. We will not never get Coach Hunter to coach a game inside the Convocation Center while the current administration is in staff or in office. Oh really? I mean, so the the bridge is burned. He he burned the bridge, and he will he will not well, cross it. I don't know. I don't know who set the fire, who lit the spark. I think we but... do. I think we do. <laughs> like the emails were there. Like there were receipts. I don't know, man. Right. It just, receipts. It feels, it feels pretty silly for him to be upset with us after right. how all that went down. Right. Um, but I think that'd be great. I, I said that we would probably have a, a sold out uh, game, or at least you know what what would have been a sellout for the sports arena. We could fill out uh, the convocation center with to get uh, Coach Hunter back in there. That'd be yeah, that'd be a yeah. lot of media. I think that'd be a lot of media attention. I mean, hell, the media follows Coach Hunter around like crazy. So that that would be a fun little headline. To and get. hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, a barefoot game where both teams, both coaches, and everyone, everyone just takes part. Doing this, not Samaritan's the players, feet. obviously, not the players, but nope, nope, nope. We got to go back to old school basketball where they play. <laughs> Open up the roof to the convocation center. That's what, <laughs> what are you talking? About? Old school basketball is a, a basket with a bottom. So yeah, like a, like a wooden basket. Like a, when like they a, first started, actual, they had to go retrieve the ball. A legit actual basket, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's do yeah, it. We should totally do that. Yeah, and not <laughs> not be exhibition. That's actually a legit game. Barefoot uh, and and baskets. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe if we can't actually play Tulane in the convocation convocation center, maybe we could at Lanier and Coach Hunter could work their magic and get us into one of those like little pre like, beginning of season tournaments where our paths could meet meet each other that way. Oh, oh man, yeah, that could work. But like if he's we, not willing to do it, then um, I don't know why he'd be willing to do that. No, I don't. I don't. Well, no. So the the direction I heard it from was that it's not that Coach Hunter would not be willing to do so, is that our administration would not be willing to sign off on that game. Oh, that's not what I heard or what I said. So yeah, yeah. All right. That and that makes more sense. Yeah. So. But but you know what? Sometimes you got to swallow your pride and uh, and and do the right thing because I think that you're right. The mark what the the marketing on that would be pretty good. I think I think people would show up to that game. Oh yeah, in early and yeah, 
uh, pregame it up in Summerhill and yeah. tailgate or whatever they can. Yeah, yeah. I was Did swallow uh, your pride a terrible thing to say. You you got like you freaked out. Oh no! I, so uh, while we're recording this right now is when the Georgia State game against UGA is happening at Coolray Field out in Lawrenceville or wherever that's considered to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, went, I went to go check the score. So when the game started, uh, we actually took a three zero lead in like the first. I think the first inning, maybe the second, and uh, then. Before we got on here, they had come up and taken a lead at five three, and I looked at it just now. And now, top of the ninth, uh, UJ is up ten to three. Oof. We, we are the home team, so we will get to we will get to respond at the bottom of the ninth. But uh, yeah, is, there like, uh, is it a series or is it just a single game? The single game. It's like they do this with the uh, the schedule. Is they have like oh, the weekend they'll do a three game series against like a conference opponent or out of conference opponent, but then like on Tuesday they just do a single game. Like we've done Kennesaw State, we did Clemson. Now uh, doing UG on a Tuesday as a, as a single game, which is weird for baseball, but whatever. Uh, it helps with all those kind of like little RPI metrics and stuff because I think Georgia's number seven in the nation going into this game. So, oh, all right. Well, you know, it's hard to feel too bad. Yeah, no. And the baseball team has, has been playing awesome. I, that's why I really wanted to go to this game today. I, I really want, I was going to go up there. I was even going to go up there for just like the first inning or two and then drive back down to be able to be here in time for the kids' bedtime and, and for the podcast, but um, I just wasn't wasn't a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of work. It's really far away, and I forgot that my oldest has dance class on Tuesdays. So right on, yeah, that happens. But the base the baseball team has been doing well this season. They came into this game on a five game win streak, having won ten of the last eleven. Uh, so there was the expectations were high about you know possibly doing some a big upset. We upset Clemson last week, beat them. Yep. They were number fifteen, I think, in the nation when we took them on uh, up there in in Clemson, but um, eh, looks like this would have been nice. Would have been, nice. been nice. Not looking like it's going to be. Um, but uh, Coach Elliott was there. He threw out the first pitch. Oh uh, yeah, fancy, good man. Yeah. He, he drove pretty far. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Is that is that, is that uh, closer to um, South Carolina or Atlanta? No, no that's closer <laughs> to yeah, yeah. That's he, he drove pretty far, man. You know what? It, it frustrated me because he also posted, you know, and this doesn't usually frustrate me, but he was posting on Instagram pictures of him meeting with the South Carolina governor. And I was mm-hmm. just like, what the heck, man? Like that, this is just like, you know, I well, try this- to defend, I try to defend you coach. <laughs> and you, this is how you repay me. I just, I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. He's, he's South Carolina's favorite son coach <laughs> right Basically, there, you know? <laughs> in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Well, so while we're on that, we did hire a new, um, uh, assistant coach for in football, uh, the defensive lineman coach from Walford came over and, oh, uh, God. <laughs> yeah. And he started his career as a, as a coach at Appalachian state. <laughs> yep. No, I mean, so right now the, the coaching tree that we're in, it, it all originated in app state. So yeah, when we hired somebody that came from app state, this is just a few weeks ago. I think when the, the carousel started cha- uh, going around, uh, I said that Georgia state can, or app states continues to be a feeder school for Georgia state coaching. Yeah. <laughs> and my Twitter backlash was hilarious. They wanted to tell us out rec- records, how much better they've played than us, and blah blah blah. Whatever. I don't. I mean, yeah. But the case in point, your coaches, your coaches, your administrators, all come here. Yeah, because Atlanta is better than Boone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, for a certain type of person, which is most people. <laughs> 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 Looking at this very niche community, everybody wants to not. Yeah, be in lots the of them. Yeah, majority yeah. of people. I mean, I mean, there's. I mean, we joke about it, but that's kind of a point, you know. 
obviously when you work in athletics and college athletics, you're, there's going to be a lot of big programs or uh, big jobs that are in small towns. But yeah. if you're bouncing around the G fives, that level, uh, yeah, you can be with a program that has some more of established winning like app state does in Boone, North Carolina, or you can live in Atlanta. Yep. Uh, I take Atlanta. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who are going to, going to do that. So there's really no excuse why we can't start attracting more talent. I agree. I yep. agree. Yeah. Uh, yep. There was one other thing I kind of, kind of, well, so about football, we'll talk about it more next week, but they have the spring game is going to be not this Friday, the, the following Friday at uh center park stadium. They're going to do the spring tour, but their first event will be there at the state house grill. So that'd be kind of cool. I will state not house or steakhouse state. Uh, it sounded like he said steakhouse. Oh, I was yeah, like, that's, that's steakhouse? What we, need. We, need, we need. We need a steak restaurant in Summerhill called Georgia steak. Georgia. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> yes, please. You'll you'll do the blue and white, and I'll do Georgia Steak. I'm in. <laughs> Are you writing it down? Yes, I'm writing it down. <laughs> oh, name of the episode. Got it. <laughs> maybe maybe we could we the two could be combined, like the bar that's outside of the Georgia Steakhouse or Georgia Steak will be yeah. the blue and white bar. Yeah. Yeah, there could be like a um like a secret entrance, you know, like a a, a tunnel or something. Between well, the it's two. like yeah, like the the uh the Chops Lobster Bar is just the basement of Chops Steakhouse, and you can still order everything on the menu from Chops down in the Lobster Bar as well. I don't think I knew that. Oh, That's well, good. Not, but when you go to Bones, there's like the the entry way. There's like a bar, and you can go sit at the bar while you wait for your table. Yeah, it wasn't Bones one of those like old school steakhouses that like actually it was like a, a rude. I'm gonna say gentlemen's club. I don't mean like a strip joint, but a gentlemen's club, like oh yeah, old, old cigar bar where like women were not allowed to go. This was like oh, a, yeah. a meeting a meeting house for uh, men to network and just not be at home or not. Also, probably out. the best restaurant in Atlanta. I've been to Bones and I was not overly impressed. It was a quality piece of meat, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, as far as far as it was prepared, it was great. But I mean, I just wasn't. I was expecting more. I was expecting more. All right, uh, that's a shame. I've been there a couple times now, and I've always we, done pretty well. Maybe, maybe we should go check it out as we uh, start figuring out what we want to do for Georgia Steak. That's true. <laughs> Copy them <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, there's always one thing about football that I, I thought about over the week, reading different crap that I read on the internet about uh, Georgia State and the the Sun Belt Conference and college football in general, and it's interesting to me how the memories of college football fans work because you have some people that talk about Georgia, uh, um, the Sun Belt and they mention their powerhouse teams and they include Georgia Southern as one of the powerhouse teams of the Sun Belt. And I'm like, yeah, but they've been like really crap lately. You're going back on their history and really, you're really thinking about their pre FBS days. Is well, what, when you say Georgia, and Georgia Southern. And their entry into FBS, they, they yeah. made a splash right away and then they, they have subsequently just nosedived. Yeah, and I, and I don't think that you could. There would be a single uh, Georgia Southern fan out there, that a, a rational one, if if you could find one of those, that would say that they've been satisfied with the six the success they've had since right. joining the Sun Belt outside of that first year where they did win the conference. So you have these people saying they include Georgia Southern as a powerhouse in the Sun Belt, and then the exact same person also includes Coastal Carolina, who had a phenomenal year two years ago and an okay year last year. So, Not against any good opponents. I mean, we beat them. Anyone with a winning record beat them. So <laughs> exactly. So 
Coastal was good for a year, and they're considered yep. an elite. Southern was good when they played, you know, a minor league football, and they're considered great. And then you got Georgia State right here, who's been, I don't, we can't say consistently, but we have been taking those baby steps ever since we started football, and we've gotten better, you know, in the uh, over the course of that time period. And I wouldn't call us elite either. I think but, everybody but App State's afraid to play us. Really, I mean, App State just seems to have our number. I don't okay. I, like the, the 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 stars are not aligned for us to win that game. I don't know what the hell the deal is, but really, App State is the only team that is probably not afraid. I will uh, give you a little insight because I know you, you've kind of really stopped reading about uh, Georgia State and Sunbelt stuff on uh, on the inter interwebs. And the JMU fans are going to be coming in here acting like a bunch of uh, the pompous, arrogant guys we've seen from some of the other programs. There was a thread on the Sunbelt board. Basically, how many games does does JMU win in their first year coming in the Sunbelt this year? And uh, it's all over the place. JMU fans saying at least no, no less than seven. They're only playing 11 games. They're not even playing a full 12. Uh, no less than seven. Most people are like, you know, you guys are going to kind of get a little shell shocked coming in. You're probably going to, if you guys win four, that, that, that's considered a winning season for you guys, whatever. And then some guys were saying like, you know, well, the guaranteed wins on the schedule are, you know, da, 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 da. and a lot of them included Georgia State as one of those like guaranteed wins. And some dude, this is an App State fan, I'll tell you. He said, uh, you may want to slow your roll on Georgia State. They very well may win the East next season. All right. And that's coming from an App State fan. I'll take it. I mean, <clears throat> we've earned the respect at this point. Again, maybe not from App State, but we have grown and grown every single season. I feel like we're doing better and better and better now. We're I yeah. feel like we're really on like the upswing. And that has to be scary for everybody else in the Sun Belt. Especially in the East. The only other team outside of App State that could, you know, kind of even trying to mock us would be Lafayette but even them we they were number 19 we took them to overtime you know That's right and they just and they just lost their coach and they lost their coach so yeah I, I was trying to think if, if there was another team out there and I think Lafayette and App are the only two that we've not beaten since joining the program but we've taken yep. Lafayette you know to the end of it so yeah absolutely one that has any any reason to bump their chest when or thump their chest when it comes to uh, uh, playing us and we got to get them <laughs> we do we do i mean it has to happen the stars have to realign or something i don't know man yeah we'll get them we'll get them this year we'll get them this year <laughs> okay all right I, I i have no idea what to think about the team this year so far and uh you know i mean you get practice and practice doesn't give you very much information you get a lot of coach speak because i think he has closed practices right and so yeah, we doesn't just, let anybody. We, I think this is the, he's the first of our coaches that have not let any kind of media or press in. Right, and so we just get what he's got to say, and you know he's he's going to give coach speak, and and then and then we'll watch the spring game. But I mean that's it's you know you never can tell anything about a spring game. You're playing offense versus defense, and if one's doing good and one's not doing well, it's like well is that because our offense is really good or our defense sucks or what? Like what what's the deal here? So I don't know. We'll, we'll know more when we start playing games. Unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I, I do have a lot of question marks on on this team with the coaches that we've lost, and then with um, you know, Darren yeah. Granger, who obviously finished the season looking pretty well, but you know the body of work itself was not great. I don't know. We got Clausardo. We got the the Memphis quarterback coming in. There's just a lot of question marks. I mean, hey, having, if a, if losing Pickney, but if Granger from uh, from the bowl game can show up. And just that's that's what Granger actually is. Maybe he's, you know, over the hump or something. I don't know. 
I mean, he played like I will tell you what, after now. giving all my my big predictions about how Quad was going to ball out this season, I'm going to make no predictions about how Granger's going to play this season. I'm going to let yeah. it play out. Therefore, I'm not willing it into being or jinxing anything at all. It just let let the cards play the way they are. I think there's more to not be excited about than there is to be excited about. But 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 there is that glimmer of hope. Like we know he's got it in him. We just need him to do it. You know, it's all that the time. glimmer of hope that has been killing the Jersey State fan base ever since we started football. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> I had like, obviously we're more of the the diehard dedicated fans, and I I, I will be down on, down on this program as as can be. And as we get closer and closer to kick off that first game, I start just like saying, you know what, this could be the year. This could be the year that we do it. This is the one we're going to go twelve undefeated. wins, baby. Yeah, exactly. We're going to upset Clemson. We're going to beat, um, uh, uh, you know, UNC and South Carolina. Or, you know, I've, <clears throat> I, I've stood there in the shower, scrubbing my head, doing the, the Dave Cohen voiceover of like uh, of, of Georgia State beating Clemson. It's uh, it's happened. It's happened. I really don't want to hear about you in the shower, scrubbing your head. Um, yeah, you'd rather see it than actually uh, just think about it. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> who are we playing next year? What's our what? Uh, who's our out of conference? Who's our who's our money games? Do you know? Uh, our uh, money game is the very is week one. We travel to South Carolina on the bus. Oh right, 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 right. Yep, that's cool. And so we are currently undefeated when playing an SEC team on the road in week one. So that's obviously <laughs> that's a, win. a lot. That's very narrow. <laughs> that's obviously a win. When the game's on Saturday. Odd day, yeah. Um, then we come back immediately and host UNC, which is you know that return home and home from right. last season. Oh yeah, we, we just got to dominate the Carolinas, man. We should be able to do that. Elliot should then, be able to do that. And then we host Charlotte on Thursday, following UNC. Oh man, wouldn't it be great to just like just kill the Carolinas? Exactly. And then <laughs> the Panthers come in, and we just kill them. Not <laughs> the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Oh, or like yeah, we're the real the, 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 yeah well they, they may actually be uh, beatable as well next season by a by a college team and then uh we have army we the, the game up in army up in uh, west point yeah because we talked about going up there and, and taking the boat i definitely right. want to take the boat up at the army yeah, yeah. the boat sounds cool i'm i'm uh, i'm very interested there is only one chance i'll ever get to do this in my entire life because i i just can't imagine we schedule another away game at army so yeah. So yeah, got to get this done. It's really pretty up there too. I imagine the game experience is is a is a good one. I mean, I'll have a one and a half month old, but I can't imagine my wife being upset about me going up to her home state to watch a football game. And we'll just have the big one watch the little one. <laughs> the the two big ones watch the little one. You know exactly. You got double. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're good. You're good to go. <laughs> they they got they got both ends. One puts it in, the other takes it out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, yeah, that's all I got about uh, football. We talked about baseball a little bit. Uh, let's see if that game is concluded. And bottom of the ninth, one out, still down by seven. Oof! Is it like two. eleven to four? Ten? No, ten and three. Zero uh, and two right. is the count. Um, all right, we'll see. Not we'll looking see. good. Crazy all right, things have happened in uh, baseball in Atlanta. Uh, Two quick things before we get out of here and go to last call, because I don't really care about what the other Sunbelt teams did in their postseason crap, right? You don't care about that, do you? Nope. Yeah, they lost, basically. Um, <laughs> no, just a shout-out real quick. Uh, uh, men's tennis continues to do pretty well. They got two more wins since uh, we last uh, recorded. Uh, they've won seven of their last eight. They're 10-6. and six. Um, And I noticed this because, I, you know, how much I love my scheduling stuff. 
they're getting too close to the end of the schedule. They only have like six or seven games left. And Sunbelt being what Sunbelt is, they end their the, the men's tennis team ends their schedule with um well, they win their they end their season with a home game against Tennessee Tech, non-conference. We scheduled that. The following five games are all away. So they, they end their season five away games and then uh, one at home. And I don't know how much of it makes a difference in tennis because obviously there's not a lot of you know fan support going on to that. But still, you spend five of your last games all just on the road. It just makes no sense to me at all. I mean, I don't know what that looks like as a student is sort of what I'm I'm thinking of is like like if you if you're talking about how these pe- players are students first, then right. if you have them on the road for I don't is it, it's not even five weeks, right? I mean, it's probably no, a, no, they, they, probably they'll do weeks. like um, they'll do basically they'll do a, a, a gate one game every two days, like not not all in a row, not for, not for an entire week. But like when they over the weekend, they'll do like a Friday and a, a Sunday game. Oh, uh, I see. Okay, so you know, if you have a Monday through Thursday school schedule, you're probably okay, right? Yeah, you're, you're still gonna edit two or three weeks of all your games, hopping on a bus or whatever you're doing to go to these. Yeah, games. that's a lot of it's work. Just, I don't know, it's, man. It's yeah, it's just, does suck. It doesn't make any sense. Why? Why would a team end with five of their last six games on the road? In yeah. that last, in that that one home game being uh, the last one. So, yeah. anyhow, uh, we do end the season, the conference season. We end with uh, the trash down south. So do the. Uh, the ladies and then um shout out to softball they went two and one against uh appy state over the weekend as well so So. somebody can beat them right exactly (laughs) i guess basketball wins that's fine so i know that they do some like events they they do some things uh at georgia state or at any college where they get all the athletes together so like there's like a i don't know it's i mean it's kind of its own fraternity you know once you're an athlete in a program in a at a school you associate with the other athletes that are in the school because you guys all kind of go through a lot of the same kind of stuff, whether it's, you know, the same intensity as far as far as fan support goes or whatever. Anyhow, they should do a whole like little thing where they bring up all the players that have beaten App State and have, <laughs> and have the football team just all sitting there, like the only the only players that don't get up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. I'll, I'll suggest. I'm sure that'll be a very good uh, morale booster thing for the the program, right? Yeah, and th- and then we do the gift uh, ba- basket for <laughs> Lanier <laughs> with the Rustolium and the and the <laughs> That's hair gel. <laughs> no, could you imagine? Because I know a lot of coaches bring in like you know all these motivational speakers or like Hall of Fame legends uh, to come in to, to speak to teams before big games, especially like bowl games or Super Bowls and stuff like that. Would it be great? Like you just bring in like the women's softball team to the uh, to the, <laughs> <laughs> the meeting room at Center Park Stadium to talk yeah, to yes. uh, the Georgia State football team about how to beat App State. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Man, we're good at this. We are good at this. <laughs> if you've lasted 42 minutes, you're hitting the fun, the, the, the funny parts of the, of the episode. <laughs> and really make it a last call because it's really more of this. You know, it's gonna get more more to this exactly. And we'll talk about the uh, uh, the sad departures of our <laughs> legends. Anyhow, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's all I got for the for this episode. How about you, Ryan? You got anything else? No, nah, I, I didn't even bring anything. So it's all good. I'm asking out of like just uh, you know. Courtesy, because I know that you didn't bring anything to it. Right, right, I brought before, gin. right before we came on here, I, I was when I told Ryan that Tim would not be here. And he's like, oh, well, I didn't know that. However, I wouldn't have prepared any differently. I'm like, you mean you would not have prepared? Like, you still didn't prepare. You just you would also have not prepared. 
Yeah, it's okay. I, you know, I feel like you bounced ideas off of me, and I reacted appropriately, and I paid attention. That was key. That was key here. It's just to pay attention, you know, and then react. I laughed at your jokes sometimes. Sometimes you know, I feel like we're yeah. good. We're good here. We, 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 you know, sometimes you, yeah, blind squirrel type thing. All right, anyhow. <laughs> Enough, enough of just jibber jabber. Let's get that on last call. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We are going to head over to last call to talk a little bit more about Georgia State, about uh, the losses of uh, Freddie Freeman and um, Matt Ryan, and not like they've passed away, but as far as I'm concerned, they have. Uh, not, not Matt Ryan. Um, you can find it on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash state of Atlanta. It is free, available on Fridays. If you do just... Uh, decide to join our patreon only three bucks a month you get it immediately as soon as i remember to release it uh after this episode comes out and you get discounts on our merchandise and access to our private group chat which we talked about last week is uh, one of the most fun parts about having the whole thing and whatever uh, else we come up with and you get to actually listen to uh last call as it's recorded live and participate just like you can on the, the live stream when i remember to post the link as well so please consider <laughs> Joining it helped pay for these microphones that both Ryan and I have and Tim has at home. Yep. Help sound a little bit better and make us feel like we're more uh, professional, professional with this whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Ryan, for listening. That was a long sales pitch. I need to cut that down. I need to get an right. pitch on this whole thing. You're good. Uh, I should sign up. You, yeah. you, were, uh, you were not the first, but you were one of the first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, Ryan, for listening. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week after, um, I don't know, we went, there's not much going on. We'll, we'll talk about it heading into spring game. It'll be fun. Yep. Talk to you next week. Take goodbye, Ryan. Goodbye, Ryan. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.